Something I'd occasionally like to do on the podcast is fill you in on what I'm reading. Today, I'm excited to talk about the book, Just Show Up, The Dance of Walking Through Suffering Together by Kara Tippett and Jill Butine. I'm Tina. I'm a wife and stay-at-home mom of three boys. Life is full of crazy, and I want to share it with you. I really want to do this podcast, but like you, I don't always have time to sit down and record. So we're going to fold laundry, bake, do all the things together while we talk. I'm glad you're here to walk through life with me. Now, while talking about this book, I want to be so careful that I don't give too much away. And I don't think that's possible because I actually found a lot in this book. And I was constantly taking notes while reading. Well, okay, so that's a little bit of a lie. I did the audio book. So I was taking notes while listening. A little bit of backstory is that these are two friends who co-wrote this book um one friend Kara is um terminally ill with cancer and most of the book seems to come more from Jill's perspective in trying to show up and be there for Kara so I don't know if that if that helps give you a little bit of context something at the very beginning that the ladies talk about it. they want you to they want to challenge you right off the bat to think of someone that you know who is going through hard hard can be a variety of things it doesn't have to be terminal cancer it could just be a rough patch a spouse who's out of town just I mean fill in the blank hard looks different for everyone so perhaps it would help you too to start off this book thinking about someone who you know who is walking through hard right now. Now something that really stuck out to me at the beginning is that line that we all give. Let me know if you need anything. Okay, I know that we all mean well when we say that, but that is just, it's, it's too open-ended. I had a friend post on Facebook about how that line is too open-ended. You, you can't think of, of what to say. You're not going to say, hey, you know what? Actually, could you come over and run my whites through the washer and dryer for me? That would be super. No, you're not going to do that because you don't want to be imposing on anybody. And so just that line, let me know if you need anything, it's just... It's too broad. And that's not that's not obviously what we're trying to come across. We don't want that to be the message that we're sending. Specifics make all the difference in showing up to help someone. Offering a specific help allows us to help within our gifting. Within our gifting. Okay, so what does that look like? Well, for me, since I love to cook and bake, my gifting is most likely going to be seen in a meal. And that's totally fine. So taking a meal, come up with a go-to. I've compiled a couple of go-to meal options. And you can find them easily on my website, you know, through the show notes here. I'm going to list off 
how I planned out go-to meals for someone who's experiencing hard. I narrowed it down to five items. I have my main dish, my fruit slash veggie slash salad, bread, dessert, and an easy breakfast. Any of us with kids know how difficult it is when you're already not feeling well, you're struggling, working through hard, and then you wake up in the morning earlier than you want to and your kids are already there hungry. That is why I include breakfast. Not everybody can do that. That's fine. But that that's just my thought behind doing that. Now what this might look like is creamy pasta with ham for the main dish, grapes or some other fruit for the side, French bread, homemade or store-bought, that's just fine, brownies or cookies, and then muffins because they're all so easy to transport and pretty much everybody loves them. Maybe you don't pride yourself in everything homemade. Maybe that's not your thing. Okay, so come up with a store-bought go-to meal that you take to someone. Maybe that looks like rotisserie chicken, a bag of salad, store-bought bread, cookies, and muffins. You're done. The other person doesn't care. They still don't have to make a meal. They don't have to put any thought into what they're going to give their family that night or the next morning. You're still helping. So that's just a little bit of a help in coming up with a go-to meal. That was a suggestion they had in the book, and I loved it. Another quote is, Maybe the thing that we do well is exactly what our friend or loved one needs. So this has me thinking, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything right that many of us decide to not even attempt entering into someone else's suffering. We can't expect perfection. Just remember that. Now sometimes when our friends are hurting, we want so badly to have the right words to say, the perfect Bible verse to memorize, or the insightful social media post that will get a lot of likes but they don't want the answers from us. Our friend who is going through hard doesn't want to hear that. Our people aren't expecting us to solve anything or have perfect words. That's pressure that we're putting on ourselves. And thinking through that, that made so much sense. Oh my goodness. I've experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it too from the other side when you're going through something tough. And yet I find myself so quickly trying to find the right verse or the right saying, encouraging thought. Like a go-to meal, you can have a go-to phrase. It might be something like, I'm happy to listen, or even I'm praying for you. Now the ladies do caution you on saying, I know how you feel, or I've been through something like this before. That turns it to make it about us but I'm sorry this is hard for you, puts the emphasis back on them. Wow, that made so much sense. Honestly, just read the book or listen to it in the audiobook form. They do such a great job of walking through this point. Oh, and also a note that stuck out to me was curiosity is different from caring. Curiosity wants to know what's going on. Caring wants the person to know they're not forgotten. Our desire to fix things can often get in the way of the silent support we can give by listening. 
Maybe you struggle with not knowing the right thing to say. Oh my goodness, I am so there with you. They also reference an article by the Los Angeles Times called Ring Theory, How Not to Say the Wrong Thing, which basically talks about the person who is experiencing the hard and is suffering. They're in the center of the series of rings. And you're somewhere in a ring outside of that center ring. Now, when you want to talk about how hard this might be for you, the article talks about how you dump out. So if you want to talk about how hard this is for you, don't talk about it with someone who is closer to that center ring. You know, talk to someone who's not really connected to it. Wow, I'm really struggling with how to encourage this person. Well, you know, talk to somebody outside or maybe even in your same layer as far as um, what ring you're in. And that made a lot of sense to me. And, and I feel like that's just more tactful in our conversation. And like I said before, curiosity is different from caring. Don't go dumping out just so that you can get the attention on yourself when it concerns someone else's hard. Another thing that stuck out to me is don't wait for things to get better before pursuing a friendship because things might not get better. Also, don't be afraid to welcome someone into your mess. Now, this makes me think of when we knew that we were going to be moving from Michigan six years ago. And just knowing that you're going to be moving, it, it's just like this this response I I don't even I don't think I plan to have this response it just happens and I just start to pull up my roots and stop connecting with people well why bother I'm not going to be here much longer anyway or maybe you see someone who's suffering don't be afraid to reach out and start a friendship especially now with the age of technology that we're in I've still been able to keep most of my friendships in Michigan just because of technology and other social media outlets. That's great. Even though you might not know if it's going to go any further or that this relationship is really going to develop, does it really hurt to try? Here's a quote that goes along with that. If you are lonely and longing for friendship, you could even start to enter into community by serving someone else. I've done that. Now, this is not an opportunity for me to brag about how, oh, look, I've done all these things right. Oh, my goodness, I have not. But I, I do know that there have been opportunities that have come up where I might not know someone, but I know that they're going through something hard and they are accepting meals. So I'm going to take a meal because that's my opportunity to get to know them better and to reach out and show friendship. You might think that someone has all the friends that they need while walking through the hard. But that might not be true. Your friendship might even grow through suffering. Also along these lines, new motherhood can be a lonely hard time. So seek groups like mops. Share your hardships with other moms. If you're feeling lonely and out of touch with everyone else because you have a new baby at home that's keeping you up at all hours, reach out. There are other moms who are also going through the same thing and are also looking for community. 
Later in the book, they come back to um, the need to be specific. When offering to help be specific, in grief and suffering, people don't have the capacity to make decisions as they normally would. The more detailed we can be, the better. Offering specifics allows us to serve in the areas that we are gifted in, but also allows those we want to help accept it more easily. Be specific. Okay, so you know a friend has a new baby or is dealing with some other hard. Be specific and say, hey, would it be better for Tuesday or Thursday for me to pick up the older sibling and have them over for a play date to give you a break? Or maybe, hey, I'm available on Wednesday afternoon. Is that okay if I come over and do your dishes? Not everyone's going to be willing and open to accept that. But the more specific you can be allows that person to not have to really think too much about it and just answer yes or no. And that's really helpful. We've all been there where we're so overwhelmed, so much to do, just just like can't process thought that then an open-ended question comes at you and you don't know. You just turn it down right away. I can't think about it. But a yes and no easy question is much better. We can handle that. Another example of something that you could do that's specific is offering to go grocery shopping or to pack another kid's lunch. When thinking about the grocery shopping, I know I've been at the store and I think, oh, so-and-so, their husband's out of town, or so-and-so, they just had a baby, or isn't their kid sick? Oh my goodness, I bet she can't get out to the store right now. I'm just going to text her real quick and see if she needs anything. I very rarely have anybody take me up on that offer, but it's just another way to be specific and to offer help in a way that works with what you can do and reach out and hopefully encourage someone else. I also was struck by the amount of grace that these ladies touch on throughout the book while knowing that one of them wasn't going to be around very much longer and her family was going to be sad and broken and and friendships were going to be lost and that's that's hard but they were able to look at the graces that God has also allowed them to have and one of the quotes that really struck me in this section was suffering is not the absence of God's goodness I'm going to say that again Suffering is not the absence of God's goodness. They encouraged me to embrace the glimpses of joy and laughter when I can. God knows what's happening. He's not surprised. Suffering gives us all the more reason to find that smallest glimpse of good and expand it. Romans 12.15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. So enter into joy, enter into sorrow. And think about what are some ways that you can enter into joy or enter into sorrow with someone else who's going through hard. Community is born out of this suffering and these connections run really deep. So if God asks us to do something, then he's going to show up to carry us through it. 
and when we walk in community with one another, will be kept. Now, you may not be able to show up in person right now. Can you send a text, a card, Just letting someone know that you are thinking about them and praying for them can lift up the one in the difficult situation. But it's also uplifting to the one doing the ministering. I have so many fellow mamas on my mind that I would love to send a card to right now. And let's see, the problem is that I think about it and then I forget to write it down. And then, well, you understand. But when I do remember, it brings so much joy to me and I'm assuming, I'm guessing to my friend too, (laughs) to hear from someone else and hopefully be encouraged. I want to finish up with that initial thought question that the ladies posed. Who do you know who is currently suffering that you can show up for? Also, think through what your gifts might be as far as how it would look like for you to show up. Thinking through that challenge was really good for me and helping me understand how to help others best. All right, so there is so much more that I didn't cover because, well, that would be like cheating. So you need to go ahead and uh, grab a copy or listen to the audio book through the public library. I'll have a link here in the show notes on, on my website and how to find the book. Otherwise, I mean, it's on Amazon. You can find it yourself there. But I strongly encourage you to read through it and be thinking through who you know and how you can help minister. Maybe you're also going through something hard. And the ladies touch on that too and how as the person who's going through hard, how you can be gracious towards your friends who are offering to help you. That's great. I need that reminder too because I know that I'm I'm very prideful and I'm very strong-willed and I don't always like to accept help. So they touch on that too and, and how to best do that. So I, I strongly encourage you to um, grab a copy of this book yourself and to really sit down and think through what God wants to show you in this area of life. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you were encouraged or challenged by something you heard. And I always love hearing from listeners, so please please reach out at Tina Hornick on Instagram or at keepingmysanity.com. As always, the link to everything we talked about today is in the show notes. Have a fantastic day, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.